the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today, as you heard, is the if you came through the liturgy or through the readings, uh, the, what we call the first, actually the first day, actually not just the first Sunday, but the first day of the month, Coptic month of Amshir. Um, it's uh, it's uh, as we said before, each month has its own theme, and that's how the church calendar works. So each month has its own theme that kind of divided on the four weeks of the of the month. The month of, of Amshir is all talks about the, the table of God, the food of God, the food of the Lord. And as I was telling the little kids, the food of the Lord is what? It's his word. It's his word. That's why if you, those of you who were here early in the morning in the, in the prayers of the matins, if you see the reading of the matins this morning, it talks about something that's very, very important. It just gives us the key of what's happening, the key of what's happening. Psalm 119, Psalm of Matins this morning, Bakr Subhaya. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The very well-known common psalm. But again, it just gives us a hint of what is the reading is all about, right? This is, as we said before, the, the, the psalms are always introduction to the gospel, introduction to the theme, the teaching of, of, the, of, the, of the day. Psalm 119, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. Teach me your statutes. So it's all about, again, if we go back again to the theme of the whole month, the four weeks that we'll be talking about starting from today and the next three weeks. Actually, next week might be a little bit different. It will be a little bit different because next week is the feast of entering the Lord into the temple, and that's uh, a different reading. So we're going to interrupt the readings of, of the month of Amshir. We'll have a special reading. But uh, today, again, the theme is the, the, the whole month, again, is the, th- the theme is the food of the Lord, the table of the Lord, the teaching of the Lord, as he's given us his word as food for us. And the four weeks supposed to be divided as follows. The first one is the splendor of the word, the splendor, the glory of the word of God. The second week would be the sacrifice that is accompanied the word of God. In order for us to have that, that word, there was a sacrificial work from God himself in order to introduce that word of God to us. The third week is supposed to be the grace of the word of God, the grace of the word of God. And then finally, the fourth week is the salvation that comes to us through the word of God, or again, through the table of God. So the number one is the splendor of the table. If we talk about the word of God as it's the table that he is preparing for us in order to, to be fed from it. The, the splendor, the sacrifice, the grace, and the last week would be the salvation that we have. Today, the, as we said, is the splendor, the glory of the word of God. What does that mean to us? And what does it, and what does, how can that really actually help me as I am living today now and moving and growing in the spiritual life? As I was talking to the kids, food always makes us what? Grow. Grow. We cannot grow. We cannot be strong. We cannot function unless we are fed well, right? And I think we all love food, right? And we all kind of make sure that we are eating well and eating healthy sometimes and eating at least tasteful, right? Tasty food that we can really enjoy. Enjoy that. Enjoy. And uh, as we think about enjoying food and comes, as I was asking the little kids earlier today, when it comes to the word of God, do we really enjoy the word of God? Do we enjoy it? 
Do we really have that excitement? Like this is my time now to open and inhale and take and 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 eat, as it says, eat from the word of God, or it's still heavy, still heavy, still dry. Still, I'm not really able to do that. Still, I'm forcing myself to do that. Still, I'm not really connected. And I come up with different multiple excuses for that. It's dry. It's irrelevant. It's un- I don't understand it. It's different. It's time. It's not the time right now. It's I don't really know of the validity of the Bible, if it's really valid or not, if it's really canon, the canonicity of the Bible, if it's really good or not. And we come up with excuses, excuses, and the devil keeps fighting and fighting and fighting in order for us to disconnect from that table. And if we're disconnected from the, from the table, if we disconnect from food, we are anemic, right? And if we are anemic, we have no immunity. If we have no immunity, we are very, very susceptible to what? Every kind of infection. Every kind. That's exactly the same thing. We're not talking something different. As we care for our bodies and as we care for our, of our health, we need also to care for the health of our spiritual life also. So I'll take three things from actually the readings of today. Because as I said, the readings are all going into one theme. So in order to understand that, let's really go through, scan the, the, the readings today and see exactly what is it giving us. And as you know, we said that the reading starts from the Vesper, as if you've been with us last week with Michael here talking about Matins, that it is, the day starts from the Vesper before in the before Sunday. So from yesterday, the, the rising up or raising of the incense in the evening is a part of the day already. So let's go through what the gospel was in the Vespers yesterday. Anybody remember those who are here, who are here in the Vespers? Nobody's here in the Vespers anyway. So please come, in the, come to the Vespers. <laughs> please come to the Vespers. Really, really. It's, it's part of, of the service. And it's part as Mark, Michael, Mark. As Michael was explaining last year, that's, that's what you, the church used to do early in the early days. They, would, they used to gather together and pray together, the morning prayer and the evening prayers every day. This is because the fellowship and the power of the fellowship of praying together. Yes, we're all praying on our own and it's beautiful, but there is more power and more beauty and more splendor as we're talking about this today when we all pray together, when we all gather together. We're not gathering together every day to, to, to raise incense and pray the morning prayer together, but we are doing it at least Saturday night. At least Saturday night. The psalm or the gospel of, of the Vespers yesterday, let's go through it and see what does it say. And we'll, ta- we'll talk about three things. So gospel of the Vesper, the gospel of Matin, and the gospel of the liturgy. And also the three readings of the three epistles that were read today and see exactly how we can get the teaching from that. Gospel yesterday, John 6. It's the story of the uh, storm and the disciples in the boat, in the storm. Now when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into the boat and went over the sea toward Capernaum, and it was already dark and Jesus had not come to them. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed, About three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and and drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Again, let's link this with what we're talking about today, with the glory, the splendor of the table. What does the table provide for me? What does the table provide for me based on this passage? What is it? Do not be afraid, I am with you. 
What is it? That the word of God, the table of God gives what? Safety, peace, peace. Every time, every time I open the scripture and I, and I approach the, the table that the Lord is providing for me, it's supposed to give me peace. And again, if I don't have that peace, let me evaluate myself and evaluate my relationship with the table of the Lord. It's not going to come out of nowhere. It's not going to come because my job is secure. It's not going to come because the weather is nice. It's not going to come because my family and my relationship are going very, very, very well. These are all environmental, outside, external elements that it will not continue. Where am I getting my peace? Am I getting the peace from the word of God, from the Lord, from the table that he prepared or not? So the first reading we see yesterday that the church is putting is the story, the beautiful story of calming the sea. And the word, again, this, this is, there is no difference between the story and between the scripture, by the way, because the story is the scripture. Think of it this way. The Lord is saying, Christ walked and came to the, to the, to the boat, and then he told them, but he said to them, he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. There is no difference between that story that time and between now when I open the Bible and he tells me, do not be afraid. It's the same word. The same voice, the same person. It's not like, okay, that was a different person in history, but now we have a different Christianity. No. The word said, he said, he said, every time I open the scripture, he says to me, do not be afraid. And as we know, it's written how many times do not be afraid in the scripture? 366 or 64, something like that. With, as we always say, with the numbers of the days of the year. Every day, do not be afraid. The table provides peace. That's number one. From the gospel of Vespers. Again, if we miss this, we're missing the whole theme of the, of the, of Sunday. We're missing the whole theme of Sunday. Okay, let's go to Matins. I read the gospel of Matins that, that your word is a lamp to me, but let's go to the, the, that's the psalm. I'm sorry. Let's go to the gospel of St. John, uh, chapter eight and see what is it that is in the gospel of the Matins of early morning this week. John 8 from 51 to 59. I'll just read the part that I want to focus on. Verse 52, 8:52. Then the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead and the prophets and you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. If anyone, if anyone keeps my word, he will, what? Shall never so what's the second thing that the church is preparing through the readings? That whoever keep my word that he will never taste or face death. So number two that the, 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 the word and the table is providing for us is eternal life. Life. And also, if I am not taken from the table, from the word of God, that means that I am dead. That's what he said. My words are spirit and life. Light and life. Spirit and life. If I distance myself from the word of God, that, that then I'm distancing myself from the source of, of life. Of life. And if I am dead, then everything surrounding me will be dead. Right? Then I cannot function. I cannot have a healthy relationship. Most of the time we are struggling with relationships. Right? We cannot stand each other. We cannot... You know, say even even on the on the level of 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 the household of a family, 
cannot stand each other. Why? Because we are dead. But the word of God gives eternal life. So number one gives peace. Number two gives eternal life. Number three, from the readings of this morning of today's gospel, the gospel of St. John, which is what talking about. Talking about what, remember? The eternal, right? And this is the, the everlasting. So not just it gives, it, it, you, you don't taste death, but also it gives eternal, everlasting glory. And that's what he talks about today. He talks also not just about ever, everlasting, but he talks about, about, uh, glory and majesty. Look at the, listen at the, at the psalm of, of today. If you get the, the psalm first, Andrew, psalm 96. Look at this. We're talking about the splendor of the word of God, the splendor of the table. Honor and majesty are before him. When I hear this, is this like way different concept to me? Like, I don't know what does that mean to me? Like, what is it? How can I really benefit from honor and majesty before him? That doesn't mean anything to me. I'm living my life and I'm struggling my struggle and I'm going through everything and that's just, okay, some, as somebody told me before, is just a text. Is it just a text? What does it mean when I know that and I can confess and preach and say honor and majesty are before him? Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. It opens my eyes to really who is he, who he is to me. What is that relationship? Is that relationship really based on, as we're saying, something that I can enjoy? That I'm living in his majesty? That because of that, I should have a glory also, as he said. The glory for the Father is your glory. Or I'm living, as I always say, just still begging for somebody to give me a nice word, to give me a glory from the word, to give waiting for something to make me feel good, make me feel that I am like I'm, I'm, I'm now strong. Just something from the world, from outside. While he has everything, he has the beauty, he has the honor, he has the strength in his sanctuary. And that's why if we're talking literally about the sanctuary, the church we always says that the liturgy is heaven on earth. And the liturgy never ends, as we always say. There's that concept of the liturgy after liturgy. The liturgy is not just we're done, we're finished, okay, we're done. No. No, the liturgy always continues. Because the liturgy is what? It's the fellowship. The liturgy is the sacrifice. The liturgy is offering myself on the altar of my heart instead of the altar that's on the table here. How is the altar of the heart? Do I have an altar in my heart? Or the heart is busy with everything else? That's why when I read this, like, no, this is for me. This is for me. Because he gives this to everyone. His love and his, his, his care that his beauty and his majesty is also for us. So that's what he said in the Gospel of St. John. Everything that's for the Father is for me. And everything that I have is everything that he has is for us. And that's the beauty of coming and partaking of the Eucharist. That we are literally one with him, not just symbolic. Not just symbolic. We are literally one with him. I was praying this uh, fraction on Friday that we will... What is it in, in English? We will be mingled with your glory. We're in the same... Same, uh, yes, <laughs> same glory, same glory. 
And this is what he is offering. That's why today is the splendor of the word of God, the splendor of the table of God. If I am taking this away from myself, then I am taking that glory from that he wants to give me because I don't want to spend some time. I don't want to put any effort. I don't want to establish a habit. We hear this all the time. It's very hard. Yes, it's very hard. It's very hard. But with the God, with the grace of God, with the glory of God, with his strength, with his power, with his splendor, I will open, I will take the step and I'll see the road is open. The door is open. On the other hand, on the other hand, everything else is the, he's, the at the end he said there is the eternal, everlasting food and there is what, what other food? The food that perishes. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures. What is the food that perishes? What is the food that perishes? Really quick, the, the three readings today of the epistle talks about that. The Pauline epistle talks about that general thing. What is the, what is the food that perishes? Listen to this. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, revilers, extortioners inherit the kingdom of heaven. The big list. Food that perishes. And then you go to the Catholic epistle of the epistle of St. Peter and he said what? Be diligent to be found in, by him in peace without spot or blameless. So number one, avoid. Number two, be diligent. In the Catholic epistle, number three gives us the beautiful story of whom? The conversion of Saul to Paul. And he's saying that Saul, with all what he has been feeding on, even though it was the Old Testament and it was the the Torah and it was the the, the law, but away from Christ, it was perishable. He had to see Christ. He had to see the light. And that would change. Let's, Let's... Think about it and let's pray about it. And let's see exactly where are we at from this table. The Lord is preparing a table for us. Table full of glory, full of grace, full of love, full of salvation. Full of, as we read, beauty and honor and majesty. For us to come and take free, free, nothing. When we go to to the mission in Nigeria, we always say it's all free because people think that we need some money. Some money. We go and preach, okay, and come to the church, and then I will want you, I ask you to pay me some money. So we always say it's free. So I'm saying the same thing here. It's free. You don't need to do anything. You just need to establish a habit, understand the importance, be consistent, and be faithful with that. And take, open that scripture and take, and see what will happen, how it will change your life. And that goes along with the theme that we put for the year this year. Remember? Unfolding of your Word gives light, gives understanding. Let us approach the table. Let us approach the table. Open your Bible. Don't keep it on the counter or on the table or on whatever, collecting dust. Open the Bible and spend some time. And there's multiple resources. Don't say, I don't understand. There's multiple resources. That was an excuse later on or earlier on, I would say. Right? But now there's no excuse. Whatever book, you'll find it. Whatever book you find. And as I was telling the, the, the kids, be instructed to take the recipe from the church. So we know that we are reading the right reading and we are using the right contemplation and the right uh, commentaries for that. May God open our eyes and give us that hunger to approach the table with hunger and with thirst and take and take. When we eat, as it says, I found your word and I ate it. It became to me like honey in my mouth. Something sweet, something I enjoy. 
May the Lord give us that. May the Lord really give us the understanding of the table that he's preparing for us in order to take and eat and grow from glory to glory, from strength to strength to him, the glory now and forever to the ages of all ages. Amen. Let's pray. Finally, Lord, hear our prayers. Through the prayers of your saints, St. George, through the intercession of St. Mary, your blood that shed on the cross, Lord, hear us and see our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be the name.